Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. The Let's Talk Peaches podcast is a community that empowers others to go after the life they want. We are constantly asking the question, how can we set ourselves up, mind, body, and soul, to achieve the happiness and success we deserve? If you're a new peach, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We really appreciate that. Hit that big subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hello, Peaches. Welcome (laughs) back for another episode. So happy to have you here. (laughs) Nicole's coming at us with some slower energy. Um, (laughs) Hi, Peaches. (laughs) But anyways, um, welcome back to another solo episode and continuing on in season, the first official season of the Peach universe. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. How are you, Nick? How's your day been? <laughs> Day's been good. I was just talking with my my friend Joey, who I've been traveling with, that I finally feel like I'm in a routine and I have a rhythm oh, wow. and it feels like normal life and it feels really nice to not feel so chaotic mm-hmm. and to ha- be grounded and be somewhat normal, but also be able to take in right now I'm in Costa Rica being able to take in like the place that I'm at because also like the place where I am is pretty small it's like a small small beach town and so you know we got out we got out all of the like must do's must see's in the first week and now I just really feel like at ease which is really nice so the today we woke up got some movement in and then just worked you know did normal work day and mm-hmm. then I had a little time between the end of work and this recording. So I went for a walk on the beach, which was really nice. And now we're and now we're doing this podcast recording and I couldn't be more delighted to be here. Wow, a walk on the beach sounds nice. I know. Also it's February. <laughs> so how about you? How was your day? Yeah. I know, yeah, my day was okay. Work was not crazy, which is always nice. I was able to connect with an old like mentor slash professor of mine who always just makes me feel like oh. the most talented human being on the planet. So, you know, it's always nice to <laughs> it's always nice to connect with people. To feel that, that way. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to feel totally. amazing. Totally. We love that for you. So that was that was nice. Also just like connecting with a professor that I don't know. He's just such a special person and he's just such a sweet, sweet person. So it's always a great energy to be around and like tap into. And like he shared some art stuff with me. And so I got to watch some new things and see some new like pieces that I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's just really nice. I felt like artist to artist when I feel like an artist and I feel like someone like looks at me and speaks to me like I'm an artist. That's I just get all butterflies inside. So um, it was nice to feel that way and to have a moment of that for today. And I'm hoping that in the future there will be more moments like that. But anyway, so that was nice. I am now, I finished out some paperwork for a project, if you will, that I am hoping to share with you. Paperwork, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like quote unquote paperwork that I'm not ready to, to share quite yet, but it's been causing me so much anxiety and I can't wait to know what like the end result is going to be and I can't wait to share and have like a definite plan because I think it's driving me 
slowly insane. But it's all good things. <laughs> it's all good things. And Don't I'm aware of that. Journey. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. all in all, I am doing good slash hanging in. Um, and I'm. it's like, you know, seatbelt on, roller coaster, ro- rocking about. So that's the vibe. But that's a privileged place to be. And I, I'm excited to see where we land. Um, anyways, and now I'm having some tea that says vibing and thriving. I'm wearing one of my fun sweaters that has a bright blue, that's bright blue to kind of elevate my vibration and it's working. Put in that electric energy mm-hmm. yeah, into the universe. Love that. Yeah. So, all right, peaches, welcome to the, to the meat of the episode. <laughs> We're going to be talking about remote working and specifically digital nomading in the last, you know, since 2020, whenever you're listening to this, since 2020, So at least the last handful of years, our work world has really, really shifted into giving us more freedom, whether that be, you know, uh, just the offices, the office is gone. Maybe there's a hybrid situation or you're, you know, fully working on your own for yourself. There's just like so much shift that has happened. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast. This like, I feel like a lot of people have kind of wanted to work from themselves. There's like this desire to have that kind of freedom and autonomy. And that has given uh, given the people like you and I and all other peaches in the world, the freedom and the autonomy to kind of m- freely move about the cabin. How many times can I say the word free? <laughs> but yeah, so I think what we're going to talk about today, we, we kind of on our Instagram, which if you're not following us on Instagram, you definitely should. It's uh, at let's talk underscore peaches. And uh, we kind of got a sense from what people were saying and like taking a survey and all of that good stuff that there's a lot of us in the community that would love to travel and work, live that digital nomad life, but are not quite doing that yet. I'm looking for information on how to do that, tips on how to do that and all of that good stuff. So if you're like a digital uh, or like a work remoter, um, or maybe you're not quite yet. We can, you know, talk more about <laughs> how to, you know, Nick, Nick has, yeah, this is something that people have been doing before the pandemic. It's so this is something that, you know, it's, you don't necessarily have to already be, you know, remote working in order to make this happen. So I just always want to sprinkle that in there yeah. too. So yeah. if you're someone who goes into the office and works in the office, it doesn't mean that this is not for you as well. If this is something you're interested in, it's a possibility. Yeah. So I think a good place to start would be for you to, Nicole, who is really living the digital nomad life for the last, I don't know, seven, eight months, has been hopping from country to country with her, um, in her situation, it's a full-time job alongside Peach's full-time job, kind of hopping from country to country and working and and (laughs) really living that lifestyle. So we thought we would do an episode and share a little bit more on that. So I think a good place to start would be to like tell everybody a little bit like a summary, brief summary of, about your um about your experience thus far. Like tell us a little bit about yeah, your experience. Yeah, and I'll also say I'll also say that like you also have some work remote experience under your belt. Like travel nomad work remote under mm-hmm. your belt, maybe not internationally, but definitely nationally and a little internationally. So like, you know, this is not just like I I know I have a I have a, a I have a lot, I have a lot to say on the subject, but you know, you have, you have 
some some stuff in there as well. So don't make you know. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that Lindsay is also um, got some digital nomad experience as well. Yes, yes, yes. However, so honestly, it was a very. I feel like for us, it was well in the beginning us like it was a very gradual slope and it felt very natural and it just felt really like something that we were like okay we want to start doing this more and we had the freedom so before the pandemic I was working in off like in an office 10 to 6 New York very traditional pre-pandemic life when the pandemic hit we went home we moved out of the city you know and then work went remote and after a few probably like a year and a half to two years of being in one place, being inside and really living that pandemic life, things were starting to open up and we just naturally were like, okay, I like want to get out of here. I want to travel. I can work anywhere. And so we did a lot of domestic travel, Lynn and I, and we did a lot of like travel to California and Florida and where else did we go? Like just went so many places in the States. A lot of Alaska, like along the coast of California, San Francisco. We went to Alaska. Yeah. So a lot of like a lot of that and domestic travels a a bit easier. And also we were doing a lot of the times we were visiting people. It wasn't it wasn't like I was going to places where, you know, we didn't know anybody. I didn't have to wait. We didn't have to worry about housing as much. Like we pretty much stayed with friends the biggest time zone difference was Alaska, Alaska which was a four-hour time difference. At that time. Um, we were four hours behind. So not a crazy time difference. Like, it, obviously, it's there, but um, n- totally manageable. And it was a – it was a – it was the – it was the first step and to me really trying to figure out, like, okay, I think I might want to take this up a notch. And that's when – Instagram hit me with all of those ads for the program called Remote Year, which I did. And I highly recommend to anyone who is thinking about who is wanting to start this life because it's a really easy flow into it. Um, And it's kind of low risk, high reward in the sense of you don't have to think too much. There's someone constantly there to guide you and like plan things for you. And you're with a big group of people. So that safety component is really there and comfortability components, like an easy way to learn the ropes. Like a, I mean, there's obviously, there's still stressful moments, but like for the most part, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, pretty easy stuff. Anyways, I'll, to, to say what remote year is, it's a work abroad program. So you pay this company, you, you have, you have a job. So I, I have a, I have a job for, as a graphic designer in-house at a separate company. And then I paid remote year to be like, okay. Um, so the, like they paid, they, they set me up with a place to live. They scheduled all of my flights. I had a community leader, which is someone who travels with a group, my group. I have a group of 27 people who are doing this program with me. And you spend and live a month in a different country, and they have they have uh, city teams in each location that they have. So people who live and are locals in the areas that you will be living in, so they know like you know where, where's the safe areas to go, where where's what's the happening spot, like what you should be doing, what you shouldn't do, all of that good stuff. You can ask you have and you have access to these people as much as you want um, within reason. But it's really it's really a nice way to 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 start doing this lifestyle if you're nervous about it and you kind of want to do it with like some training wheels. 
but it's definitely not the most economical way to do it. Like it's super expensive. They offer a couple different time lengths. So you can do one, one month, four months, or a whole year. And I did the four month program and I, I mean, it, it truly changed my life. I made friends that I will keep in my circle, my close circle forever. And I really, it really, it really transformed me in my life. And I am so grateful that I did it. And, and since I was doing the sort of domestic travel a lot, taking that ask to my employer saying like, Hey, can I do this program was a bit easier because I had been doing already kind of a version of it. Mm -hmm. And it was just sort of taking it up a notch. So it was, it was a, it kind of like with a natural progression of things. And it was pretty easy. And I'm lucky that my employers, for the most part, were pretty accepting and like didn't need much. Didn't I didn't need to. I was prepared to do what I needed to do to convince them to let me do this. But it was fairly it was fairly accepted. And so I'm really lucky in that way. And so now I think, did I say this? Yeah, I'm a graphic designer for an, an in-house graphic designer at a company. So a lot of my work is of my own. I don't have like a huge team. Like it's usually, it's just me and I'm working on my laptop. Nimble. And it's pretty low maintenance. Yeah. Nimble. Like I don't need a lot to do my job. So those are the main components of like what my situation is and uh, how, how it came to be in a broad statement. And I, I guess we can go into more about the specifics. Where should we begin? I think we can kind of go into some more like detailed hot tips Let's let's start from let's start from step one, which would be I really want to do this. This is definitely a lifestyle sure. that I feel like I want for myself, but I don't know how to approach it. And so I've gone on and I've looked up remote year or other travel remote programs. I feel like that investment is good for me. So now what? So like I have a program that I'm ex- like feeling it's good or whatever. Or if you have any other programs to mention as well, like whatever that too. But like what are some, what is, what would you say the next step is? Okay. So I'm going to take a step back even further and say like, okay, so we have interest. We have interest. Right. And I think the first step is to sort of think about your job situation. Is it is it possible? Because there are some job roles where you are you're required to be at a place. Like if you're a real estate agent, like you know, if you if you need to be in a studio, if you need to if your physical body needs to be in a specific place for a specific amount of time, consider that. And I'll also say if that is applicable to you if you have to be in a specific area for a certain amount of time what is that certain amount of time can you because you don't have to totally do this all year round it doesn't have to be a full-time lifestyle it could be part of the year could be a month could be a week could be whatever what is actually possible for you and your career I do think that the pandemic opened up a lot of doors for people to be able to do this because you don't have to be in office as much If you are someone who has to go into the office because your company wants you to, but you just work on the computer all day and technically like you could see in your mind's eye that this is something you could do from anywhere in the world, start having those conversations internally with yourself and like make a plan. I think it's always good to come in prepared and like say like, this is how I feel like it could work. I'm also open to you. You have to want it because who knows like what they're going to say. And that's kind of my, that was my 
approach, I was like, I'm willing, because I was thinking about going to places where the time zones would be a little bit more inconvenient. And I was like, I really want to do this. So I'm willing to make that sacrifice, whether or not, like, if you need me working late into the night, like, that's what can happen. However, I also feel like here's this other option. And like, maybe before like showing them like the worst case scenario, be like, this is this is how it's possible. Do the work for them. And for yourself, I think. Yes. So I think that would be first step, making sure that it's possible, how it actually w- would work. Work that out with yourself first um, in terms of feasibility and logistics of you and your role. Yeah. And I would also like to add on that because you had said like get realistic with yourself. Is it something that could work? So I would say like in my situation, a a program like Remote Year, my company actually just like increased. We were allowed to work outside of our state. It used to be two weeks out of the year. Now they've increased it to four weeks. So I technically could do a one a one month remote year situation and then take some PTO time if I wanted to like maybe extend it more. But like at the end of the day, I can only work remotely one month before it's illegal for my company, before it's against policy. I would say in that situation where that's quote unquote impossible for my job, at the end of the day, company policy is what exactly what it is. It's company policy. So it doesn't mean don't ask. It doesn't mean don't ask. It doesn't mean don't pitch it and make, you know, if you have a boss that, you know, trusts you, A, but B, values you and understands that this is important to you. Some bosses are not that way. I have two or three bosses Mm -hmm. in my mind that I know would have told me, heck no. But I know that Mm -hmm. there are lots of bosses out there and I can, again, there's a bunch in my head that I'm like, either they'd be like, listen, this isn't going to be an easy thing for us to get approved, but like I can see it's important. I trust you. And like, let's see what we can make work. Yeah. It doesn't mean don't ask. I think that you should always kind of, like Nicole said, do the work for yourself, really pitch it, really be strong. And also tell them like, this is very, very important to me. Like this is something that yeah. I really want to do. Like make that very clear. Make it known that this is like super, super important. Like come from a place of like, this is something that I think I really need to do. And if you are an employer and like if you're an employer listening and someone and if someone comes to you, like traveling is so the benefits that it'll give your employee will probably benefit you and your company. Like I think I am more inspired, more invigorated. I'm also more focused on my job because I'm like, I have this job that's allowing me to do this amazing thing. Like I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose the situation. It makes me want to work more for this company because they value and they're, you know, they're, they're supporting me in this wonder, in this thing that I really, really want to do. So honestly, it's a beautiful exchange. And as long as both parties are respectful of the situation um, in terms of if I'm in a weird time zone, I'll stay up later and make sure that, you know, everyone's comfy. But also, on the other hand, they're going to try – they're trying to make sure that I'm not working into, like, the wee-wee hours of the evening and be respectful of my time on top of, like, be excited for me and, like, allow me to do this. So it's – it could be this amazing exchange. And so – and also I think it's so important for what Lynn said to highlight that again. Like, just because it's against company policy – ask anyways. You can't win if you don't play. Life's too short. And just and if and just and even because 
oh, like that's just how the rules are written. They can be rewritten. Sometimes they can make exceptions. Sometimes they can bend the rules a little bit. Maybe if it's, okay, I really want to like at least just do this for a month. Like that is something that they can, they can maybe like give you. This is too big. Yeah. For the, to not ask. If you know that you want to do something and live your life, if you know that you want to live your life this way, it's too big not to ask. And it's too big not to. Like it's, this is a lifestyle. This is like this, I would argue that this is, you know, and you know, when they say like when you're in a relationship and like core values don't line up, like kids want to get married, all of those things, like there are certain big core values that are really hard to make work if you're not aligned on those things. This is, in my opinion, as far as like life is concerned, this is one of those big things that it's it's too big to give up. If it's something that you want to do or want to try, totally. it's too big. Like it would, it, it's like, a, it's a huge experience that you would be denying yourself or somebody else would be denying you that you deserve. I agree. So I think that's the first step <laughs> okay. is to work out the details of it with you and your boss and, uh, or should I say your company and your job and prepared to ask, like do all the prep that you need to do to ask whether, I don't know if like, it all depends on your boss. You, you know, you know, your, your company and your situation the best. So like, if you, if, if you need to make a pitch deck, like make a pitch deck. And if you need to, or if you could just have like an, imp- an informal conversation with your supervisor and like, just test the waters, like do what you need to do to get yourself ready to make that ask. And I felt really nervous when I first asked. Sometimes you just got to like, you know, move beyond your body and just like say the words. It's scary, but it's like, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine if I hadn't, I hadn't done it. Yes. And then something else I'll say in terms of somewhat first steps and like while you're sort of planning your course of action is so I did, I did remote year, like, which is, which is a program, but there's so many different programs out there for digital nomads and solo travelers. You don't need to do this with a friend. You don't, you can do this by yourself. Um, or you, I should say you don't have to have someone that, you know, do this with you to begin with. Like this is something that you can do, um, on your own, but if you, want to be with a group of people, which I also, I highly recommend if this is, if you're a novice traveler and you're trying to do the, trying to go international and you're trying to go to like places, you know, Europe is one thing, Morocco is another, different areas on the map for novice travelers can be more intimidating than others, but there's so many different programs out there that that are built to kind of be this guide for people. And it's a wonderful way to meet like-minded people to feel like you have a sense of security while you're traveling. So I would also just do your research on on that if that's something that you're interested in. You're more novice and you kind of want to go down that route and see what's which program calls to you the most. And also you can fa- and you factor that into like how how this all would play out for you. Also like not sponsored at all for remote year. Like I just want to say that I'm talking just about my experience. Like remote year was a huge part of my journey in terms mm-hmm. of like how to how I got here but it's in no way sponsored like these are my own opinions yeah I feel like we hit kind of the last question that I asked too before we like took a step back I feel like because of my it was like okay so you found a program and then I we talked about asking and stuff like that setting yourself up we kind of touched on those so the next thing I'm going to kind of ask you is how you made it work 
for you? So like you're in it, you're working and you're abroad. So like what are some tips on like how you made it work? And then I want to get into some of the fun stuff of why it's so amazing. But I want to save that for kind of like the juicy stuff at the end. So yeah, how did you make it work for you? What were some challenges that came up for you? All of that stuff. Did you find it hard to like stay stay focused ever on work when there is so much going on? I mean, it is definitely you have to be prepared for it. And like I I like I said, I think that if you have a job, if you're not necessarily working for yourself but working for a company and they allow you to do this, it makes you it does give you a bit of like a okay, I need to make sure that I'm a good employee so that I can keep this up and I, you know, want to I want to respect and show my admiration and show that I can do this. So there is that fire under your butt. At least that's kind of how it was for me. But I also will say it is beyond challenging to especially like here like I said I'm like living more of like a normal routine lifestyle before when I was on my program like you're with all you're with like 27 new best friends and you're getting to know all these people and there's so many things to do and there's like there's there's a meetup here and there's drinks there and there's this hike over there like it's there's so much going on and on top of it you're working in a weird time zone so like the program that I did was hitting where do we go first? South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa, Valencia, Spain, Lisbon, Portugal, and then split Croatia, all working within sort of like a six, six to seven hour time difference with I was working East Coast hours. So it was definitely with so many things going on, I would say like you do have to keep your wits about you and make sure that you are staying focused, like do what you need to do to take in the places where you are and don't let them pass you by, but also, yeah, realize that, okay, yeah, I'm still working. Like that can be really challenging. Like, if, you know, especially if you are someone who's got a scatterbrain um, with all of the, all of the different things going on, you need to make sure that you put in place, set in motion things that you can, that you can have with you, whether these be just lists or just, I don't know, like your day-to-day routine, what can you have in your life that, allows you to stay focused and Ooh. on your on your uh, on your toes. Those are the things that I'm talking about like do you do you like what do you need to put into motion to keep you to keep you focused because you are a working employee or a working individual while you're traveling and doing all of these fun things. So it's a balance because you can't forget. That was something that my group and myself were grappling with the balance of the whole four months that we were abroad. It's like, you can't, you can't, the mindset of like, we're only going to be here for like this, we have this time, like when else are we going to come back? What, how, when are we going to have this opportunity again? So it would be very much like we have to do everything now and then, but also work. So it's, it was hard to maintain that balance and focus. Also, you'll save yourself a lot of time if you throw that mindset away. You can you you can always go back to the places that you have been and you don't need to do everything in the time that you're there. Especially if like yes. you were there for a whole month and you would never think that a month would be not enough time, but it is so little. A month goes it's by so quickly. little time especially when you're working. Yeah, but I would also say I would also kind of devil's advocate a smidge. I think you're absolutely, I, I hear what you're saying and I, I don't think it's like wrong at all, but I would say that there are situations where people are, are like 
it's a balance because even I've heard you say like, oh, like you've said every, almost every single country that you've been to or place that you've been to, we've got to come back here. Like you've got, don't worry, we'll be back. I'll be back. Mm -hmm. And like the likelihood of you Mm -hmm. going back to every single one of your places anytime soon in this stage of your life is not huge. And so there is, I think there is a balance of like making time for yourself um, making time and space for work and family and, you know, keeping up with all of that stuff and and also exploring and experiencing. And like, you have to like agree, have a personal agreement with yourself of like, okay, how much time yeah. am I going to dedicate to exploring? Because in a way, yes, it is like, you're only going to be at this point in your life exploring these places. You might go back some places, you might not go back other places. And Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to play devil's advocate a smidge there. No, yeah. And I think that mindset will always be there. That's something that you have to keep tame. Well, at least for me, that's what it was. That mindset of, my God, I have to do everything now. Like, how can I say no to like this amazing thing with these people who I feel safe with? I need to do this now when this is the best opportunity. So that was, but I had to, I had to learn how to say no to things. If you're like me, you won't need to give 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 that space you're going to need to try and like the in terms of like balancing for me yes don't always say no you have to say yes like because for example i was with this amazing group of people who we were a mix of different traveling expertises i was more on the novice side and a group of people wanted to go to morocco which could be a bigger lift and one of the my favorite parts of my trip and a, a wonderful place to go visit and that was something that I had to say yes to. I, I felt, you know, that wasn't where I needed to put a boundary up. That was something I was like, okay, I need to take this leap. I know that like maybe I'm going to be tired afterwards, but like I need to like do this, do this. And it ended up being like one of the best, one of my favorite trips to date. And so I think something that we always, that throughout our, all of our talks on the podcast, we, and with our guests and all of these entrepreneurs and all of that what is this idea of balance and priorities and and how it's kind of impossible and while going on this trip like while you were listing off like okay I have work I have health I have social I have and now I have this other thing travel for me it was not possible it just was not possible to give everything equal attention and there were moments where I literally had to pick the things that I needed to prioritize. And that's, I think, one of the survival mechanisms and like, or something that you need to consider when you're going to choose this lifestyle. There are not enough hours in the day to, to accommodate everything. And that this all is a part of a bigger equation. Like how long are you in one place? How, how demanding is your job? Like how often do you want to make time for friends and family? What does your health routine and your morning, like all of this stuff, what does that look like for you? These are all, you know, important factors. But for me and like how it was, there were certain things that fell off. There just was not enough hours in the day. And just something to consider, like when you start this, when you start this lifestyle, just having in mind that something's got to give and to be okay with it. And just know that this isn't just because it falls off, like something falls a little lower or a little higher on like what you can handle in your day to day doesn't mean that that's where it stays. Like this is an ever evolving thing. Like what needs your attention more at this time? What doesn't? And like it always, it's always a conversation that you need to be having with yourself when you decide to add the time consuming 
like moments of travel into your into your life. At the time, I was working with a program that was doing a lot of the planning for me, but now I'm doing it on my own. There's a huge planning is a huge component. That's like almost a full time job in itself. Planning like planning your next location, having time to explore the new location. Like it's traveling is a huge it's a huge time sucker. So it's something to consider in terms of like if we're talking about balance and your life, it's yeah, going to, yeah. ch- it's obviously going to change it, like, but it's not just going to change the location of what you're living. It's going to change. Like it's another thing that you're adding to your plate of priorities um, and things that you need to focus on. Yes, yes, yes. So another thing, what are some hot insider tips? So like maybe somebody is going and they're working, maybe they're not going through a program, maybe they're doing it by themselves. Um, What are some hot tips that uh, you learned on your journey? For example, I don't know why, but I would have never thought to look this up for context, everybody. I joined Nicole for about, uh, I I went on a trip for a month, but I was working for two weeks and I was PTO for the other two weeks because this was last year and last year my company only allowed two weeks. But when I was, when we were in Florence, it was like you weren't in your program anymore, but you were like you searched on Google and stuff, uh, digital nomad coffee shops in Florence. We were in Florence at the time. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is so smart. I would have never thought to do that. I just would have went from coffee shop to coffee shop hoping that the Wi-Fi is good. But like there's a whole community like there's Facebook groups in a lot of the cities that you might be traveling to that have that list really good places to work, places where like they don't mind that you're working there. They give like reviews. So stuff like that, that you think would be really helpful for somebody. Yeah. So that's like, there's digital nomads literally everywhere. So if you just Google, like there's a crazy amount of blogs there about like where people work and where's the best places to work. Like you can, yeah, the internet is a wonderful place in that regard. Like just go look for what you need. I'll also say like, if you're looking for a long-term place to stay, obviously Airbnb is an option, but there's also like, there are Facebook groups for every place in the world, like Berlin, Amsterdam, Norway, like there's Ireland. Like if you're looking for long-term stays, just type into Facebook room rentals in the whatever city, like a crazy amount of like options, messaging boards, Facebook groups will pop up. And a lot of the times they're cheaper than what you'll find on Airbnb. Um, especially if you're traveling alone, like getting a private room with someone is also a nice way to like meet new people. I'm trying to go to Berlin next and that's like the route that I'm trying to go down is to find a private room with a nice roommate and, you know, be social because that is a place where I would go and um, not with directly with another person. So that's a tip. Depending on your phone plan, something I learned along uh, on the trip, there's something called Aerolo, um, and it's an eSIM. So, like, you can – you don't have to, like, necessarily change your – if you're going to do this for, you know, short amount of time, long amount of time, long-term, like, whatever. Like, you can just download the app, and it literally – it just gives you access to data. And um, it's an easy way to uh, make your phone work while you're uh, being a digital nomad in all these different places. And also, I think it seems a lot more complicated than it is. I I will also say that how I felt getting on the plane to go to Cape Town, South Africa, I was so nervous versus like me now getting on a plane to go pr- pretty much anywhere. I have so much more ease and less stress 
I don't know if I would say full on ease, but like I am way less concerned, nervous, anxious. Like I have a lot more confidence in myself and that will come to you the more that you, the more that you do it, you know? Like I remember just being so nervous about my phone not working, so nervous about like, you know, getting, finding my Uber, just all of the things, like just being nervous about being there by myself. But I think you adopt the mindset and I have that it's like, okay, no matter what happens, I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. I have a brain in my head and it works and I can figure this out. Yeah. But, you know, setting yourself up for success, like make sure that you have all of your documents printed out on top of like the fact, like email them to yourself, do all of that good stuff. There are YouTube videos on you and there's the internet like has everything that you need. So if you have any question like specific to whatever place you're going, look up like if there's requirements to enter, you know, whatever country you're going to, if there's COVID restrictions, if there's, you know, specific forms that you need to fill out. But a lot of the times people are there to help. Also keep in mind, yeah, people are like, and that's what I've also learned. Like, as long as you come in with kindness, it will be given back to you. You know, obviously there's outliers in life, but for the most part, human beings are wonderful and they will help you. And that has also been a wonderful realization or just like reminder and push in my life as I've traveled to so many different places. We're so different that you can live so differently from someone, but also humans are just also so similar and we all just are seeking happiness and we're all kind and at the at our core we just want to we're we're all connected and sure um that's been a wonderful realization and like reminder as I've traveled and met so many people who live such different lives than I do yeah yeah one thing I want to add is when you're talking about finding a roommate and doing this and doing that yes 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 and also everything to what Nicole just said yes 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 you are a smart person you have a brain and but I also just want to say use your brain like Nicole the person that Nicole is looking to live with is being like a friend of ours that's living in that city knows her and has gone to like see the apartment so I think there or like if you're going to do an Airbnb where somebody's offering a room just make sure that there's reviews set yourself up for safety and success it should go without saying but I do just want to say it I think like Nicole said it's a great opportunity to meet and infuse yourself into a place when you get to like live with a roommate but it's like very important to make sure you have a good idea of what your situation is going to be like and make sure that it's a, a safe space for you. Always. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the kind of the last thing that I want to touch on is kind of the the more emotional bit, which is how do you think that this has this experience has changed you and changed your life. And you're kind of, I know that you're still in the middle of it, or you may like continue to do this for the rest of your life as far as living the digital nomad life. But how do you feel like it's really shifted you as a person? Well, I think it's also important to note like where I was when I first started. I was quite unhappy and we had given up our life in New York to move home to help our mom um, who was going through health issues. And then New York was just like not what it was. I felt like I was lost and I didn't see myself in anywhere. And then when we took our first trip, we went to go visit a friend in San Diego and did a little work remote, like a little, I don't think it was like two weeks or something there. And I came back feeling like I need more. I need something. And that was that felt really nice and that was just san diego and then i found this program and i started started traveling more and i just think that it just like fed my soul 
seeing all of the different places in the world, like just like you, you get such a, an appreciation for being in different places and you learn so much about yourself. Like, how am I going to be in these stressful situations? Like, yeah, you land, you land in a place that doesn't speak your language and you're trying to figure out how to get to, how to get places and you, and you just have to center yourself calm down, figure it out and trust that it's going to be okay. So I think being able to handle stressful situations is definitely, I I was always able to do that, but it's just, I, I, it's not even just about being able to do it. It's, it's showing up to those moments and not being chaotic and just fully like spiraling. It's just about being like, okay, here's the situation here. And we just have to figure it out. So arriving at those moments is different for me. And I also just think that you have such an appreciate, like I said, my view on human beings, not that it was ever like totally different, but it was, it's just enhanced. Like we're all, we're all the same at our core. That was part of one of the things that I loved most about my trip to Morocco. It's like, that was the most different place to home that I've been. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of Connecticut and these are, you know, just to walk through these places and just see these people having their day to day and, and just meeting people, just meeting people who grew up with, with views that were different. And, um, but at the same, all at the same, like we're all kind to one another and we treat each other with respect. And a lot of the views at our core are the same. And it just also makes you super aware of stereotypes out in the world and how you can't trust them and how they're toxic. And I think it's a, it really makes well-rounded people when you show them different cultures, when you bring them to all of these different places. And it's also obviously what Lynn said, like you have to be smart and you can't just plop yourself anywhere in the map and not do any, you know, research or have any, you know, go in without caution. You have to be smart, but also realize that at the end of the day, more often than not, people are people. And we all just want to be happy. We all just want to be treated with kindness and live ha- and just live good lives. And so, like I said, I think that was something that I ne- didn't necessarily think before, but it was just enhanced. And it's a beautiful feeling to sit across the table from someone and share a meal with them and invite them into your home. You just meet so many amazing people and people who are different than yourself. And it's just like a huge reminder and lesson and I do think it it makes you a better person. And I also like, yeah, I think I'm more confident, not only just like a confident, more confident traveler, but a confident person. Like if this is something that you're feeling called to, it's, and it's not for everybody, you know, and that's total, and that's okay. You have to be okay with change, obviously. Like you're living in a different place all the time. There are things that can keep home with you. Like I have, we're, a little witchy. We're a little spiritual. I have like my little things that I take with me and and set them up in every place. Like I have Palo Santo and my stones and candles that I take with me and I set up, you know, you have your things. Like I have, I unpack and I make each place my own. I try and find a gym in whatever place I go to and make that, make sure that that is a routine that I have. It's not going like, obviously you go out and you you, you go out and you try new restaurants, but also you're cooking at home and it's not all about, you know, because budget is a huge thing too, which we haven't touched on yet, but 
you know, you're living your life. You're not just on vacation. And that's something to keep in mind too. And burnout, like when you, when you're constantly living, like you're constantly exploring, constantly trying to do all everything, like you'll burn out quick. So, um, I think when I was on the program remote year, it was more, it was way chaotic and it was a little bit more vacation lifestyle than just living. Whereas now I've slowed down a lot and I'm spending more time in one place, but also not doing as, as much craziness. Like I'm living more of a normal lifestyle right now, which is, which is more sustainable. Both are good. It's just like the season of life of which I'm in now, I need to chill. <laughs> Something that I think is one of the more, more like valuable things to get out of here is that you're forced to get out of your comfort zone. And if you decide to sit in your comfort zone, like what is it all for? You won't, you're not going to gain anything if you just like don't take advantage or don't take leaps and say hello to the strangers or do the things that you're scared of, like go cliff jumping, go do the things like, so I, there's not one time that I had stepped, I had stepped out of my comfort zone and it didn't pay off or it didn't feel good. So getting comfortable with that feeling has been something that I've gained yeah. from all of this travel. Yeah. And one thing that I, I didn't work remote or digital nomad nearly as much as uh, Nicole did, but when I did, it really did a lot in a little amount of time. I'll just say that. Like, I feel like I got a lot of perspective for me. <laughs> for me, I don't know if we're also like astrologically going through a lot. So there's um, a lot of shifts happening. And I was going, I went over at a very potent time. It was like eclipse on eclipse on eclipse season. Sure. So anyways, that, uh-huh. all that, <laughs> all that in mind with how I've kind of just like been feeling, I, I just shifted so much. And that trip, the first two weeks even, set so much in motion for me that's still unraveling now. Part of that paperwork I was talking about at the top of the episode is like paperwork that will like shift my my daily life a lot in in the next couple of like months. So hopefully. But all, all that to say, like even if you can – even if you can only do two weeks or four weeks or a week, whatever you can do – I think traveling and stepping outside of your norm. And there's something about like working and not just vacationing, working and having a daily routine in a new new place in another country. I don't know. There's something about it that, um, I don't know, it's it's different than vacationing. It's different different than just traveling and vacationing in a foreign country is, is it will give you that perspective and it will give you the opportunity to enjoy and get perspective, of course, but like there's a, there's some sort of empowering moment or for me, it was a little frustrating because I was like, I'm doing this. Why can't I do it more? Like, I don't know. It just opened my eyes to a lot about myself um, as well, which is always really, you know, we're talking about self-awareness here a lot. So I would just say, even if you can only do it for a little amount of time, it's probably going to be very effective. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I agree>. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, my life has changed so much in the last July, August, September, October, November, December, January, in the last like seven months, all for the better. And like, yeah. there's been some like painful, some hard moments. Like, sure, sure, like sure. I said, a lot, there was moments where I wasn't able to give a lot of time to certain people and that made things challenging. Obviously this podcast fell off for a little bit and that was a huge part because there just wasn't enough time. And so that was – we made the decision that that was going to be okay for the amount of time that I was doing that program. And now that I'm off the program and deciding to do this more as a long-term lifestyle, 
you have to reorganize. And so it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And like I said, yeah, it's changed me so much for the better. I feel more confident in myself Mm -hmm. and how I show up to like the edge of my comfort zone. And I also feel like I have some more understanding of what I need like to be happy and Mm -hmm. just more Mm -hmm. awareness of like what's going on, like what it's like in different areas of the world, of course, all good things. Nicole is definitely like visibly shining brighter post and like she got more than just a tan. You know what I mean? Like she got a whole (laughs) energetic up level (laughs) when she did this trip. And I, I, it's for, for you, I think it was, you know, what you needed. Like you said, it's maybe it's not for everybody. Not everybody will have like this big, but, but I feel like it was something that you were feeling called towards and you took that leap on yourself, um, and you made it happen and it was, it really, really paid off. It was like one of those, one of those things where you like, when you take a step, a risk in a positive way, like when you take a step towards your higher self and you maybe you make a financial risk, do you take a financial risk? Risk is the right word, but also like an investment. Like, you know, you feel it in your, in yourself that that is my higher self that will help me be my higher self. It feels scary and a little, (laughs) and a little like, you know, I don't know. I like we felt similarly when we went out on an apartment that was like at the very, very top, almost out of our price range. And then all of a sudden we both got raises or like up leveled financially. It's like one of those moments where you took the leap of faith and the universe caught you in so many ways. And you learn so much about yourself and yeah. who you are, what makes you happy like the expansiveness of what life can be for you, all of these things. And so to see you vibrate higher, visibly see that shift in you has been really, really special. Yeah. And I think that's just another lesson of like, if you're feeling called to something, listen to it, listen to it and do it, you know, Mm -hmm. be that, be that person for yourself and like do the thing, do the thing. And it, it took some, like another thing that came from this was me having to be okay with doing something that other people might not like. For example, our loving, amazing, wonderful mom did not want me to go on remote year. And it like was, a lot of then has and has a lot of anxiety and like is is still does. doesn't necessarily still does. Like they 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 would prefer that I stayed in the suburbs of Connecticut where it's safe. Which, like where they sure. feel it's safe. Sure. And I told her that I was doing this program but it when I it wasn't long after the war in um the in Ukraine had started and she just broke down and I, obviously it was hard for me to see her like that but it was I could I could not imagine could not imagine like listening to her say D- you can't like don't do it I could I, like my well, she I was would, really who, she who knows what my life she would was be. really trying to negotiate her not going like go another time wait a year um d- like really was like and do I had, not and go I you can't go had to and s- you stood your ground yeah. yeah and I really just had to like move move past that and I was just like this is something that I and I had been it wasn't a, it wasn't like a whim decision I had been thinking about it for over a year at that point mm-hmm. and like I knew I was pretty consistent. Like I had a ball, I had an idea of like when I wanted to do it, I saved up and then I followed through on it. So I just had to like move path and I hate, you know, I hate making people feel 
badly. And so no one, sure. I, if you're a good, well, it's like, no, one, it's not. I mean, this is your, it's, it's, goal, your, it's your mom. It's the, and I, we understand why she's, you know, especially at that time, like when yeah. the, right when the war was erupting, even still now, like it's, it's a, it's a slightly scarier time. I'll say, um, and I, you know, that's a whole other topic, uh, but it's a time where tra- and traveling in general is risky. Um, but I, we understand why our mom, our, our mom is definitely like, sh- she cares a lot about us. She doesn't want to see, see anything bad happen. And this is out of her control. Sure, if sure, anything sure. happens, she won't know right away. She won't be able to help you. Like, understand but also it's like what we were talking about earlier all of that aside there were moments of that where I was like okay I know it's not gonna make some people happy but I have to do it for myself and just being getting okay with that and seeing the payoff of like each time that because there was a couple times where I was like okay I'm gonna do this like we road tripped from Spain where where was it from Spain to Portugal and we stopped by all these places and that made some people nervous and they would have preferred that I stayed with my group. But I was like, I can't imagine if I wouldn't have done, I can't imagine. I saw so many places. We went to so many like amazing historical sites. Like point, my point is like, I kept like having to sort of move past those moments of like, okay, so I have to maybe it's okay. I, you know, for me, it was a learning, that was a learning experience, like making someone unhappy, but it's something that is really right for me. And it's something that I don't regret doing. And and in turn, like something that really was beneficial to me. So it just like aligned myself with what, with my needs, it aligned myself with like maybe some habits that I needed to work on in terms of people pleasing and all of that jazz. So it teaches you things is my, is my point. So, and how people react is like their experience and how you and what you need to do is what your experience is right and both both experiences are valid and all of this good stuff but it's it's important to know like where you stand and what your patterns are and this is all just like ooey gooey stuff for learning all of that about yourself sure 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 yeah and I think that you will choose the people where you will have the dedicated communication and like just because I think the, I think the end goal or the end result and, and I, I'm saying this as somebody who you know watched you travel and at times was nervous and like I don't I don't think I ever said like don't do that or anything no. but I did say like keep me posted please because this is this does make me yeah. nervous and so maybe there's that like for certain people like you find that balance of like these people I will bend and I will like take the time to like update them once a day and let them know that I'm here or that I'm okay versus some people being versus there always be people where you where you have to be like this is I'm choosing to do this I will let you know when I am back or you will know, you know, you don't have to make that space for them if you don't want to for some people. And this is where it's like you had to have you chose to have the conversation with mom. You chose to like update me, which I don't think was always the easiest thing for you to do, like to remember to do that, to make space to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways. It's just like a massive. And like I think someone had said this earlier today, like anytime there's a massive shift in your life, it usually, you know, it causes change. It causes you to reevaluate what's going on currently. And that's what this change of lifestyle was for me. It was a huge shift, made me look at my life from a broader perspective, but also zoom in on certain moments. And it all was amazing for personal growth. 
And so that's, that's basically, I mean, that's what it was for me. And it was Mm a a wonderful learning opportunity and I feel um, like it really Mm -hmm. paid off. Yeah. Side note, I don't know if we ever officially answered the time zone handling question. Yeah. So I'll quickly, I'll quickly do that. So we had a few questions about handling time zones. And what I will say kind of this will be very dependent on you and your you and your team, you and your boss, you and your employer, like whatever your situation is. For me, I was working East Coast and the biggest time zone difference was I think seven hours um, ahead. So my typical day, I would wake up normal. I would have the whole day to myself. Usually like that's a, that was really good in case in the terms of like being able to do touristy things. Like if you needed to take a tour, do something during the day, like that was your time. And then around three or four o'clock, I would clock in and I was also really um, lucky that my employer was super understandable um, and I would work depending on like where we were in the season. Like when I first started, I was able to log off like around between let's depending on the workload between eight or nine to 10. And that was honestly like amazing. And then especially like once you hit Europe, like or Spain, the later hours, like people don't start eating dinner until like 10 or later anyway. So it really wasn't an issue. And I'm more of a night owl myself. So it really wasn't an issue. And then when we got to the busy season, Christmas time, because I work for a retailer, then it was starting to hit like a lot, like longer hours. And that's just something that you have to be okay with. Um, However, Everyone on my program was was dealing with different situations. We also had people who were working Pacific time on the on, on a Spain time zone, which is mm-hmm. you know all a huge a huge time difference. And it's nine hours. So it all just depends. I also feel like how I operated. Like as long as we had a six like a good chunk of overlap during the day where we could exchange feedback, like have our touch touch uh, touch bases, it worked out. If you're more client facing or if you're having like it's you need to be like on at a certain time. Like I said, I work on my own a lot. So it's not as as long as I have like maybe at least four hours of overlap, I think it works out. But it is a factor like I I would love to go work from Australia, New Zealand. I really would want I really want to go to Asia. But those time zones require um, some really big reevaluation of like how your work day is going to be. And so maybe if you have an employer that you can work on such an opposite time schedule, that's amazing. Asia time, like that would be pushing it for, for an East coast time, that time zone. Um, however, I don't know. There there's, I think if there's a will, there's a way like maybe and like you, you don't, you're not going to go live there. It would only be for a certain amount of time. So maybe there is some negotiation that can happen. Yeah. Work with your team. It's all about sort of breaking the mindset of like what it should be or what it has always been. What could it be? Like what do you actually need to do your job and make it function? And then like say, okay, this is how many hours of overlap that we need or do we need any overlap overlap at all? And maybe like for a certain time, maybe a certain time of the year, you can go to somewhere, go somewhere where the time zone is really crazy and you can just like exchange emails to each other and have that and have that be how it is for maybe a month or two. And then you can go back for a busier season and be more on like, you know, the same time zone as the rest of your team. Closer to a team. Yeah. So it all just depends. Yeah. Amazing. 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 Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I know we've kind of like had a long, long chat. No, 
what I will say, if anyone has like specific questions that that weren't covered here because it, you can't cover all the things that you need to, act, you know, we, we barely touched about budgeting. We barely touched about like all of these other things. But if you have specific questions, like slide into the DMs, message me, message Lin- Lindsay. Like I said, Lynn Lin- Lin is not a, a stranger to Tra- traveling and working. We're happy to answer whatever questions you have. I love talking about this stuff. It's become qu- a little bit of a passion of mine now. So um, feel free to ask away. Yes. And with that, I feel like we can slide into our peachy qu- queen. <laughs> peachy queens. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, we can slide into the peachy clean segment. Do you have one, Nick? No. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll go. <laughs> I know. And I, I've been thinking about it. It's not because I forgot. I just don't know. I have to. Well, you've been traveling. You've been traveling around. How could you I not know. That's why have I'm any? Saying. Okay. Well, I'll go. You better think of one. And mine's pretty quick. So my peachy clean is the fact that I currently have no clean pants left in my closet. I have had COVID for the last like week and a half. And I hadn't done laundry really before that. I was in need of doing laundry before that. And then, and I also, you know, for context, don't have a washer dryer in, in my apartment or in my building. Not that I would be able to use it because if it was in the building, cause I have had, cause I had COVID. So now I am, I'm officially COVID free. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but I'm still a little weary about going into public spaces. I don't know why I'm having some some thoughts about it. But I'm also a little lazy about bringing my stuff to a laundromat. And now it's just gotten so there's so much laundry. And I'm one human being and I hate going to laundromats. So yeah, my peachy clean is that I have a lot of dirty laundry. My pants that I'm wearing are currently dirty. I still have clean underwear. But yeah, that those are dwindling down as well. And I have no more clean pants. And so like waking up in the morning, I like to wear like sweatpants while I work. Um, and there's just like no more clean sweatpants. And it's really sad. So, well, and I don't really have any plans to go home anytime soon. So I have to figure it out. Meaning I have to go to the laundromat. Well, you're just going to have to do some laundry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's just going to have to be. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. I guess what I will say, it was kind of a funny story. So I did love, I did become known for like being the tequila girl, which is a hat that I wear proudly. And <laughs> we were all like a, a huge group of us were like it was one, towards the end of our program and we all rented this huge house in Dubrovnik, which is in Croatia, to kind of like a last hurrah. And um, it was like it was the first because we were working. It was like I think a Friday. So it was like weekend party. And apparently, you know, Nicole got drunk. <laughs> and then the next morning I wake up and I'm pretty sure like I got like I went to bed early. Like I, it was like too much wine, and I went, got and drunk fast. Got drunk fast and like went to went to bed fairly early. I mean, like early probably being like midnight or you know whatever. And then I wake up and I'm like, because we were all jammed in one room. My roommate, like my roommate and I, like just woke up and then I hear on the balcony, like outside, one of my like really like best buds on the trip was talking to. <laughs> talking to someone else and just being like, Nicole got wasted last night. And then like someone being like, wait, like, oh, really? What? She's like, oh, yeah, she was trashed. (laughs) And then I just rolled over like and looked at the person I was rooming with. And I was just like, oh, no. And she was just like, you were fine. It's fine. (laughs) She was like, 
it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then uh, my friend who was like talking on the balcony because it was just like, like, should I go check on her? And then I just rolled over and I, because obviously everyone can hear everything. And I was just like, I'm okay. <laughs> and then we all just started laughing. <laughs> but apparently I got a little... A little, uh, little, uh, little too, uh, a little over the know, edge. Like what I was, but apparently I wasn't. An, apparently I wasn't annoying, and that's all that I care about. I don't know if they were just being nice, but that was really yeah. funny to like roll over because it was one of, we had just woken up, and then to hear that, and like me roll over and like look at my friend and just be like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, she was like, it's okay. That was like the first thing that we said in the morning. Um, so that's my peachy queen. Wow. Beauteous, beauteous, beauteous. Yeah. Um, two very different peachy queens, might I add. Very different. <laughs> but okay. That brings us to the end of this episode. Feel free to just let this roll on into the next episode in the season. We hope you are thoroughly enjoying this season of peaches of Let's Talk Peaches. But before you do, this is our time to remind you to keep up with us. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to stay connected, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. At that same handle, you can find us on TikTok. Make sure you hit that big subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. That really helps boost this podcast and gets us into the ears of new listeners. You can visit our website, www.letstalkpeaches.com to learn more about us and also maybe possibly, just maybe possibly snag some new merch, um, snag some merch from us. And yeah, other than that, we hope you enjoy the rest of the season. Bye, Bye peaches. peaches.